Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome back. Friday morning. Time for our monthly visit with the governor, Governor Paul LePage. The svelte Governor Paul LePage. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. No matter how much weight you lose, people mention it for forever when you lose it. It's really, it's yeah. really funny, Governor. Yeah, that's that's right. how that goes. That's how that goes. Now I saw you on TV the other night. That was uh, that was a pretty fun time. It, what is that like when you're on the when you're on the big TV? What is, what is that like? Can you walk somebody through it who's never been on that before? What is that like? I mean, on national television. On national, yeah. Oh, it's it's really interesting. They put you in a dark room and they tell you, "Look at this little spot." <laughs> <laughs> You don't see anything or anybody. You don't see the host. You don't see anything. You're just in a dark room, and you and they ask you a question through your earphone, and you just talk. <laughs> so you just you just hear this random question, like this voice from above. That's, That's really exactly right. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, I know. You yeah. see, I tell people about that too when we come into the studio, and I'm just like talk talk just talk to the voice in your ear, and they look at me silly. I guess it's I guess that's a natural a natural thing that's uh, that's going on there. So. Yeah. Um, as we continue now with uh, with Governor Paula Page, uh, recently uh, Vice President Mike Pence uh, made some headlines uh, saying that uh, looking at uh, a different type of healthcare system or looking to re- replace and, and repeal uh, Obamacare was uh, he looked to Maine uh, for something on that. Can you explain that a little bit more and yeah. uh, and talk about that? Yeah, basically what what they're looking for is the high risk pool that Maine had. Basically, what it does is. It's, uh, it's a method in which you deal with pre-existing conditions without uh, penalizing anyone and without anybody actually even being part of the process. So you, all you do is you report that you have a pre-existing condition when you apply for, your, for insurance, and then the rest is handled in, sort of in the back room through the insurance company and the government. It's, it, it doesn't affect the rates for the individual. And that's really what, the, what really made Maine work so much better than Obamacare is people with pre-existing conditions weren't being penalized. How well is, uh, I know there was a law passed a, a few years ago or in recent years where uh, folks are single, single folks without kids that were on, uh, on Maine's welfare systems had to volunteer or work uh, a certain amount per week. How has that program gone and, and, uh, and what are some of the results we've seen from that? It's been re- resoundingly successful. Uh, uh, what, what has happened since then, is the people that were on welfare that have been either, you know, had to go to work if they're if they're not disabled now if they're, if they're not elderly or disabled they're able-bodied people they have to go look for work volunteer or go to get you know get some education go into an education program. Uh, what has happened is food stamps are down eighty percent, um, TANF is down sixty-seven percent. We've gotten uh, we've dropped uh, our uh, uninsured folks. Tremendous. I don't know the exact number right now, but it's been significant uh, as a percentage of the total insured population. And so, and the most resounding of all things is that the people that were on welfare, if they're now off welfare and working, are earning 114% more than they ever have. We are talking with Governor Paula Page. He joins us each month here on The Breakfast Club. 
Coming up, we'll uh, talk about a myriad of subjects. Of course, the weather's changing. Maybe we'll talk about summer things, all sorts of stuff. You never know what we're going to talk about with the governor. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. Welcome back. Segment number two, the governor, Paula Page, uh, joins us each month by phone. He continues with us now. Do you have any thoughts? I saw this a, a, a little bit ago and, and got a kick out of it and want to make sure I asked you about it. Do you have any thoughts on this daylight savings time thing and moving to the Atlantic uh, the Atlantic time zone? Are you for against that or do you just oh, roll your eyes at this or what? Yeah, I roll my eyes at it. <laughs> I mean, we have real issues in this country. Real issues, uh, anger issues with much of our population. And we're talking about daylight saving times and Atlantic time. We're going to be the only state that's going to be out of out of sync with the rest of the eastern seaboard. It's an insane thought. I don't know who, I don't even, look, I don't even know who proposed it, but it's just insane. <laughs> okay, I, I had to get I your thoughts on it. The person who proposed that, we ought to call for a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> we always like to, this is why i like you you're 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 honest you're always honest that's what i i always appreciate that always I mean, this is crazy oh goodness you're right now uh still smack dab in the in the middle of, of budget stuff obviously uh what is some of the progress on that front and uh i don't know uh, no idea no uh no uh the legislature doesn't really talk to the executive branch unless they want to order us to do things uh we, we propose a budget and they're deliberating. I, I have no idea where it's going. I have no, uh, and I'm not one that likes to cross over into the different branches of government. So I, I don't, uh, I'll answer questions when they ask them, but I don't try to tell them what to do. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was the, uh, the Katahdin Woods project. What, what is the, what is the status of that? Uh, I know there were some uh, differing opinions that, that you had with the, with someone the other day. What, uh, let's talk a little bit about that for folks that don't know. I know, uh, there was a monument that's supposed to be set up, uh, up in, up in Northern Maine. And, uh, there's, there's always been, uh, it seems like there's always been a little conflict around that for some folks. Yeah. The conflict around that is very simple is the federal government is in severe, is billions of dollars in, in, uh, in arrears in taking care of their public lands and their public monuments around the country. Uh, in matter of fact, I'm reading a book right now, and it's the saddest thing I've ever read in my life. It's about the grave sites of our presidents where they've just over, been overrun. They're just in ter- Most of them are in terrible shape, and the federal government's not even taking care of them. And so the point is this. Most of the large wildfires in this country come off federal lands. It's because the lands are not properly managed. The, my fear with this monument is that it abuts Baxter State Park, which is one of Maine's shining jewels. And if the federal government puts a monument and they don't take care of it, it makes Baxter vulnerable to any fires. Now, if you, if you recall, you may not recall because you're probably not old enough, but in 1948, Acadia National Park burned flat. Now, if you go to Acadia now, I have renewed concerns about it not being managed properly. There's a lot of deadwood uh, blowdowns in, around that forest, and it concerns me that it could happen again. Baxter, on the other hand, is really managed as a working forest. It allows hunting, fishing. Uh, we do cut some wood when, when it's appropriate. In the national monuments and the national parks, you're allowed to hike, but you can't have snowmobiles, you can't have ATVs, you can't hunt and fish and those type of things. So th- that's the second reason why I'm concerned about it. Uh, frankly, I think that the, the President of the United States, while he had the right under the Antiquities Act, 
The Antiquities Act says that it's supposed to be for historic, prehistoric, or scientific reasons that you that he uh, uses the Antiquities Act. He clearly had none of the above. He just wanted to do it, and he did it. And not just in Maine, but around the country. He has he has uh, put more land in preservation than all of the previous presidents put together. We are talking to Governor Paula Page. He joins us he each month here on The Breakfast Club. A couple more seconds with him on the way. We're getting you through your Friday morning. It is The Breakfast Club on Maine's Big Z. Welcome back. Segment number three, Governor Paula Page. He joins us each month here on The Breakfast Club. I uh, recently saw a thing in the news here about, uh, uh, the, the, I, lo- I always love the he- headlines, uh, Maine Governor sues State's Attorney General in Trump policy tussle. Um, I, I, I always try to read past the headlines because the headlines are usually like just a little bit off. Let's talk a little bit about uh, this situation. If you can't get into legal stuff, I totally get that. But just like the overall gist of it and, and what this is all about. Well, the, the overall gist of it is uh, the Attorney General is, a, is an ideologue first and an Attorney General second. And if I don't agree with her policies... She won't represent the governor's office. And now we've been four years without really any significant legal representation from the attorney general's office. It didn't so much bother me when it was just the governor, but now she's gone in and she doesn't even represent agencies. On a couple of occasions now, she's refused to provide legal representation to, uh, well, in particular, the Department of uh, Marine resources, the most recent one, and so I just think she's overstating her, her she, you know, she's overplaying her cards. She's not representing the state as she's required by constitution, and frankly, uh, she's acting like uh, she has. She uses a veto power over the governor's office, the executive branch. Now I know she wants to run for governor, but before she can do that, she has to be governor. So win the governorship and then do your thing. But until then, be the attorney for the state of Maine. Do you pay any attention to, to who's going to become who's going to be trying to take that seat when it when it wraps up in two thousand eighteen? Have you have you paid any attention to that? Uh, is that uh, I mean we're already getting started on that. Yeah, my my understanding is Susan Connell's thinking about it, and uh, that's about the extent. I know a few other Republicans are thinking about it, and so far everybody that I've heard would do a much better job than uh, than the Attorney General. <laughs> Talking to Governor Paula Page. He joins us here each month on The Breakfast Club, getting stuff done and, and making things happen out there. Um, you know, as, as we as we roll through, and is there anything that's been on your mind lately that you've wanted to just, just talk about that nobody's asked you about? Because I, yeah. I have no problem asking you to do that. So No, no. Well, I'll tell you, I've been, I, in fact, I spoke this morning with the military because it's the uh, day of prayer, and I and I just said, uh, you know, they they're deployed to go to war and to the the war on terror, and I and I think we're developing an internal uh, domestic uh, problem that I'm told. I think that the military, uh, I'm deploying them. I'm asking the National Guard to help us with, and that's the anger in our country. There is so much anger going on, and I was in Washington recently, and it never hit home any harder than this that without knowing who was asking the questions, without looking at their names, you can tell a Democrat from a Republican. Um, the, the Republicans are, uh, are, quite frankly, disrespectful to the Democrats on the panel, and the re- Democrats are disrespectful, were enormously disrespectful to my position as a governor. And I just think that if that's where our country is headed, 
our, our government is going to fail. We'll never become, uh, we'll never make America great again if that's the attitude we have in Washington. And so I'm very, very concerned about the anger, the anger in Washington, the anger on the streets, where, uh, you know, if you go to try to speak, people will try to drown you out and call you every vile name in the, in the world. Uh, on the books, they just won't give you the normal respect that, that the office deserves. And, and I, and I don't, I'm not suggesting that you can't disagree with policy. I'm suggesting that you scream and holler and won't let, let somebody even get on stage and say a word. And the disrespect that I saw in Washington this week is just beyond anything I ever expected. We are talking with Governor Paul LePage. We've got one more segment with him on the way. You, listening to The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big C. It's a Friday. Final segment, Governor Paula Page, wrapping up here on a Friday in the 7 o'clock hour. Just recently signed the Real ID Bill. Uh, that that was going to be a disaster waiting to happen if you didn't do that. Um, what did we avoid there? <laughs> well, what we avoided was a lot, of, a lot of things. For instance, the most critical one was uh, shortly, if we didn't have a, uh, if we don't fix this problem, people will not be able to board commercial airlines in the United States. Uh, veterans couldn't go to a VA hospital without an ID. Uh, truck drivers, for instance, can't deliver to the uh, Portsmouth shipyard without a uh, real ID. So it was really an issue where, look, Maine made a statement. They don't like big, you know, big government intruding with our personal lives. I'm all in. I'm all in. But the fact of the matter is they haven't backed down. They haven't changed it. The law's moving forward. And with a million people in a country of 315 million people, we aren't going to move the needle. So you cannot hurt a million people because you don't like the law. So some things you've got to fight within the system, other things, and, and not just say no to the main people. Not being able to uh, board a, a commercial airline would have been a real disaster for people of Maine. You know, Governor, I recently was uh, scrolling around on the old social media, and I, I saw one of those uh, those pictures, one of those memes, and it said, if Narcan is free to addicts because they have a disease, why isn't chemo free for cancer patients? You had something al- along those lines about uh, folks that have had to use recurring uh, Narcan or use Narcan multiple times. Talk a little bit about that. You know, I, I'll tell you, I got a letter recently of a, a, a father who's got a child who's uh, very susceptible to the uh, bee stings, and she's got to have an eye pen with her all the time in case she gets bit by uh, a bee. She gets stung by a bee. She's got to have this shot. That it costs between three to six hundred dollars. And there's another one that is an addiction to peanut butter, I guess, a relative. And if she has any penis, some she goes into shock. So she has to have an eye pen. So if these people, and there, that's medical. Uh, if these people have to pay for their own. IPEN, why don't the people that get Narcan pay for their own shots? Or vice versa. Now, I'm not taking sides here. I'm saying you either pay for it, everybody gets it free, or nobody gets it free. And and on Narcan, I'm saying fine. I'm not not against giving a first person a shot. I'll give you one shot. But if you're the, the person that needs 13 shots, I think after the first one, you ought to chip in and stop paying for it. We are talking with Governor Paul LePage. You can hear him each month here on The Breakfast Club. Governor, I always appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man. Thank you very much, and uh, hopefully see you in here soon. Very good. All nice right. talking to you. More on the way. It's The Breakfast Club. Maine's Big Z.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.